in the house is Senator Rob Kupek. That's right. State Senator from the great state of Minnesota, District 4. Rob, good to have you on. Thanks. It's, it's going to be, be a hard time getting used to calling you Senator. I mean, after all these years of knowing you uh, as Rob. So if I slip somewhere in the that, middle, no, it isn't no, disrespectful. That is all right. And I always feel like when I, it's, you know, at the Capitol, it seems normal. It always feels weird when I come home and people say it. Well, but I've like known you for 20 years. Oh, yeah. I got buddies back home who say that, but they don't say it endearingly. <laughs> Senator, you're buying. Yeah, I see. Trust okay. me, it'll happen a okay. lot. To you. I have. I am I still? On? I have one question for Senator. Yes. We and 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 Joel, same thing for you because you were a, a state senator, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. All our lives, in all our friends, and I've known Rob for a while too, and Joel, you, you have grown up. Well, when I do this, well, when I, if I did this, if I had that, and if I did this, if I did this, I would change that. So all our lives, we grow up. If I, if I, if I, if I. Now that you're a senator, and Joel, you were a senator, <laughs> Yes. how much pressure is that from all the if I and would you and I should and I'm going to, where's the line of toughness to, to get to? <laughs> See, Rob, Rob See, that's has, the only thing. Rob right. hasn't probably achieved this yet, but most <laughs> I've never seen too many legislators, uh, men, for example, yeah. that when they shave in the morning, yeah. don't see a governor. <laughs> I do not. I, yeah, no, I do not. I Talk do not. See, okay, I do time. not see so, that. No. So good luck with all the if eyes. <laughs> I'm not talking strictly ego. I'm talking about I could do better. Now. John, when you get into that state, you change those stoplights in Ledgewood. Yeah. <laughs> so, do they, they, in, in the Minnesota State Capitol, do they give you a parking spot? Yes. So you have your own parking well, you, spot. You pay for it. You do. But well, we didn't pay for well, ours. We, had to, pay, we have to pay for the parking spot. Yeah. But yes, we do get our own yeah. if we pay for it. The, ours, ours, you moved closer to the capital itself as per your seniority. And so, you know, there's people of different ages. I was fairly young when I was doing all that. So I would swap. And I was there for a while. And I would swap my spot with new elderly people, right? thinking boy i'm a nice guy and so then one time i had this it's great bill and it's on the floor and i'm one or two votes shy and the person i gave my parking spot to cast the vote (laughs) beat me and i'm like i want my spot and now they're parking like clark griswold and wally world way out in the back how you digging it rob oh pretty good yeah Yeah. it's been going good i mean we've got uh we've been moving a lot of stuff so Yeah. yeah I, working a lot this week on paid family medical leave, so yeah. I want to give a, I want to give a uh, an example of what Rob is doing out there: agriculture, broadband, and rural development. Uh, he's a member of the Health and Human Services. He's higher education and labor. That's a lot of committees to serve on. Your vice chair of two of those. One of those. Just, one of the, a, just oh, ag. Just okay. ag. I'm just vice I thought chair broadband ag. and rural development. You. Were oh, that's too. one. It's ag and broadband rural development. So I was right, together. kind of. Right. So, right. <laughs> right. We merged those we together. Merged. Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, you did uh, have a, an interesting meeting over at the Umcumps with uh, business leaders about family leave. Yes. Uh, where is that today? And maybe just explain what the meeting was about and what the concerns were. Sure. So we've got we've paid family medical leave is a bill that we are working on. Uh, it's still I don't think it's in the final stage that it's going to be in. But basically, uh, it will allow you up to 12 weeks to take time off uh, for if your pregnancy, if you have uh, a parent who needs a, a little extra help or you're yourself are injured. So and the, what it is, is it kind of works like an insurance deal. So the worker and the employer pay into a fund. And then if that person goes out, you don't get your full salary. It's a sliding scale. Uh, If you're a lower wage worker, you might get 90% of your income. If you're a higher wage, it's 60%. And that 
The employer doesn't have to pay any of that salary. That is, the state will pay that to the employee while they are out. Okay. So that's how it works. And so there are some some of the businesses. There's been a lot of misinformation uh, about the bills because there's a lot of people that say it's 24 weeks. It's not. It's 12. There could be a rare case where somebody had 24. Let's Why say, would they think it's 24? Because there is a rare case where it could be 24. An instance where it would be 24 is let's say you're pregnant and you have complications before the pregnancy and you have to go out. So that's a medical leave. And then you have the child and then you have that. So that's a really rare okay. instance. But I think the opposition, you know, they view it as, as another uh, tax on business. And so they're just adamantly opposed to that while not seeing the benefits that it brings to employees and quite actually being a benefit for especially for the smaller businesses to attract employees because these are this is a benefit that a small business normally could not offer but this is a way they're going to be able to offer that and compete with some of those bigger businesses that do have more generous benefit plans. I spoke with Shannon Full about this bill and and they're adamantly opposed to it as you know and I'm sure that's why uh, the meeting was was so interesting over at the Umcomps but uh, one of the concerns she had was about small businesses about how you know you can have an employee and that's one of probably three or four that's so vital and the next thing you know for the next 12 weeks they're not there and so it wasn't as big of a concern of of the money of course it wasn't money because they're not the ones paying it it was the fact that they've lost that person and they can't find a new one uh, to fill that slot right and, and there is there is a legitimate concern uh, in a tight labor market and this is one of the things we're kind of working on uh, to try to fix that but the other thing is this this happens already so I would just say what happens to that you know that that business that has a small number and somebody gets in a car accident the next day and they're out well how are you replacing them uh, in if they're out for a long period of time this would allow that person to be out still have some income, be able to pay their bills, pay medical bills. This is one of the biggest ways people go bankrupt in this country. So what what I really wanted was I think the bill is not perfect. And what I was really hoping for last week was to hear more about how we could make the bill better. And instead, I just got a lot of you got to kill it. And and this train left the station a long time ago. And there was a lot of time earlier on where we could have talked about this. But I got nobody talked to me about it a long time ago. Uh, and now, you know, I think they're playing a little bit of catch up on it, but it's it's moving down the tracks. I still want to make the bill better, but you you are the deciding vote, though. I'm the deciding vote on it. Every, right. Everybody's the deciding no, vote no, on everything. I right, mean, right. But you know what yeah. I'm getting at. Right. I mean, sure. what I'm getting at is all these pressures. You're not going to get the luxury ever of saying, hey, you guys go ahead and pass it if you want. You know, right. I'm not. Right. You know? But this is this is what I I guess. Where I have a maybe I don't want to know if I want to call it a little bit of annoyance. This was something I ran on during the campaign, you know, and I reached out like over the summer to the Chamber of Commerce and said, hey, you know, I'd like I'd love to meet with you. Talk about, you know, what your issues are, what your concerns are. I, I never got that meeting before the election. They never met with me. And so, you know, this was something this has been in discussion. This is this has been high on the the DFL priority list for a long time. So they knew it was out there. But I heard no discussion about it. I never heard anything from them until after I made a comment on it and the first time I heard it in the Labor Committee. Did, did they sway you in any way at the meeting? There were some people that, that had some constructive ideas. And, and those— For example? I, for, for example, there are, some, there are some concerns about 
what's considered a family member. It is a pretty broad definition. And I think there's some areas we could we could work on there to tighten that up. So th- those those are some examples. And there's also there is and and I'm not I got to not sure how this will work out. There is so really it's a one tax on the business, but the business can transfer half of that to the employee. Um, that puts some businesses in a difficult situation to be that that person to you know, hey Joel, now you're gonna I'm gonna make you take that up. Should the state be that person that says it's a split fifty fifty? You know, I think that's an, another I'm not, area. We I'm could. not picking up on all right, that, Rob, so they, because so, all right, sure. I thought you said the state pays. Well, the, well, so what happens is, so it, it, it works a little bit like unemployment insurance okay. in terms of how they collect it, not how it's distributed. Because there's no, with unemployment insurance, you know, if somebody makes a claim, there's like a ding on you. And that's not the way this works with paid family medical leave. But what it is, is there is a, there's a payroll deduction. And right now, all of that at the way the bill is set up, it all would come from the business, but the business is allowed to move half of that deduction to the employee. So the employee and the employer both pay into this insurance pool. That's the way it works. Okay. The, on the payout comes, that is totally from the state. The business doesn't pay anything on the payout. But side. the money that you collect from the business is the money you're using to pay out. Right. And, so in, and in effect, the business is paying. It. Paying, right. right. But they, they can... They can ask, they can transfer half of that to their employee. So okay, it's a 50 50 split. But we, you know, I think maybe the state should just be the one to say right out of the gate, like it's a 50 50 split. So is there going to be any, uh, for example, amendments offered that looks at certain numbers of employees or anything like that? Yeah, I, I, that I, that is something we are in discussion with. This is not anything that's coming out onto the floor next week or any, it's still got a few more committees to travel through. And that's and that's really the you know, as I have learned, the process is as it goes through committees. You keep making amendments and sure. working together to make it Been there, a that. better bill. So. Yeah. so so in terms of, you know, the 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 end product, are you modeling it after some other state? Are you using them as an example? Yes, there are there are about twelve other states that have done this. Colorado is the most recent. The thing the thing that's really good about the Minnesota bill is a lot of these other states have a ramp up period. And so they collect this, you know, premium. Yeah. And then the, then it kicks in because we have a budget surplus. We are going to put money directly into this. So there will be no ramp up period. It will start. We will fund it to start. Is, is, is there any police of it, you know, to say, look, you're not using this properly? Yes. OK. How, yes. Do, how does it get regulated? So, so, right. So you have to you have to prove some kind of either medical condition or or have proof of your, you know, you to have who, an elderly apparently. They're they're to the labor department. Okay. Or, or so yes. the Minnesota Labor Department right. is is ultimately right. the judge of whether right. or not they exactly. Get it. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of other questions people might have in in regards to it. Uh, the the fact of and I, you know, what I thought of Rob when when you started talking about this or when the conversation started coming to the forefront, I thought of the National Guard. And it doesn't just bear with me on this because it's a different way of funding it. It's all of this, but there's a lot of employers out there that when national guard members were called up to work, they were, they had to live without them and they had to guarantee them. They had a job when they came back and the federal government paid for that time in between then and now. But the fact of the matter is a small business could lose a national guard member for as much as a year. Right. You know, and I, and I thought, okay, these small businesses, how did they survive that? And the truth is, 
they survived it. Yeah. You know, that's part of it. But uh, a couple more questions coming in. Uh, we'll get to those. Uh, let's take a little break. Rob Kupek, he is a state senator from Minnesota District 4. Stick around. More coming your way here on the News and Views Radio Network. I want to get through some of these text messages with Senator Rob Kupak, ladies and gentlemen, representing Minnesota District 4. Senator Kupak, uh, people want to know where your stance is on these new gun bills. Senate Bill 1723 is really awful, according to this individual's opinion. What do you uh, think? I, all right. So I have not. I, I've been watching what the House has been doing. I have not delved deep into the new Senate gun bills. Uh, what I have seen from coming over from the House, I am not enamored with. There's a lot of problems with okay. them, so we need to work on those. Another person wants to know if this bill allows for t- the family. I'm bouncing around here, I realize. But if this bill allows for two parents to be out on a pregnancy or just one? it would. You could. Both of them could be out. But remember, you're not going to get your full salary. So uh, you know, it could be that you're only going to get 60%. Could both of those people be out at the same time up for 60%? Um, that you know, that's obviously a choice they would have to make. Uh, Joel, it's safe to say that a majority, if not all, of the legislators that are speaking out against paid family leave have had paid family leave uh, when they've needed it. How dare they ask Minnesotans to go without sick and wellness leave? Uh, that they themselves have benefited from. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would. I, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, it's 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 something I think, particularly coming out of the pandemic. It's something people have been asking for, and it is a way to draw people back into the workforce that have been hanging out, and we need workers. Uh, Somebody said, can you ask the senator why registration fees are going up 60 to 100%? I'm currently paying $300 per registration. I'm assuming this is about a vehicle. I'm assuming it is Uh, about a vehicle. At that rate, in two years, I will be paying $600. The state of Minnesota is one of the highest registration tax states already. Your thoughts on that? They are. I would agree with that assessment. And and some of that is that that I will say that the those that is dedicated funding that doesn't just go into the general fund that those registrations are dedicated towards roads and vehicles. And, and, but do and you things. support them going I, up? No, I don't support them going up because that's a, that that in particular, those fees hit those fees hit lower income people harder than, you know, I can probably afford those fees, but other people who are on a fixed income. I remember when I was younger, it was like, oh, every time the car registration came up, I was like, whoa, this is awful. And that's a hard, like, whoa, this month is going to be a tough month because it's that fee. Yeah. Does Senator Kupek still support no Minnesota tax on Social Security? Yes. And we, I am working on that. Uh, that is a constant, I will tell you every week. I have conversations with somebody about that, and uh, I am, I am at least in the Senate winning people over. I need we need to get a better path for that through the House. So Here's one that comes at you from left field. I, I realize it's probably there, but I'm like, what the heck is this question? It says, ask Senator Kupek if he plans to vote yes on a bill to outlaw gas lawnmowers in Minnesota by 2025. This must be something that somebody's putting out because I got questions about this last night in my phone, and I don't know what that bill is. That is ridiculous. Not going to outlaw gas mowers by 2025. That's not going to happen. <laughs> it's out there, though. Okay, it could be uh, out there. Whether it sees the light of day, though, we don't know. How are you working with urban Democrats? Good, really well. They're, they they realize that you know these some some votes up here are more difficult for me, and and they also some of the things I'm proposing are more difficult for them, and and I think they they realize. You know, they'll help me and I and I'm with them on other things. So Rob, thanks. Thanks, thanks for coming in.